Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. She isn't afraid to dissect an issue, even if it ruffles some feathers. With Global Top Talkers, here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Let's bring in our Global Talkers. We've got them. Makai Taggart, News Director of Global News Toronto. Hello. Good evening. And Jason Chubb. Like I like that promo. It's a very exciting change that we're uh, embarking on on uh, with the Global News family. It sure is. Well, People you, know, get you a little bit earlier, they get some of our team with some insight and context throughout the evening. It's... Uh, it really is a win-win. Yeah, if you want all, all things knowledgeable, especially in this news cycle. It is, it's, it's such a monstrous news cycle. Uh, that It moves been. quick. <laughs> Tell me about it. And Jason Chapman, who tries to keep up with it, he's the executive producer here at Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hello. Hallelujah, less me, more everybody else. <laughs> I think that's what everyone's saying. It's like all the reports. I just put out a tweet begging for no news dump tonight. Please, please, please give everyone just a break. Um, but, you know, Mercedes Stevenson is a newsmaker, and she's telling everybody, tune in Wednesday, or Tuesday, tune in Sunday, sorry, to the West Block, because more is going to come out. But she had a discussion with the new Attorney General, David Lametti, today. And I, I don't understand what they're thinking or not thinking, but a deal... Or some kind of um, you know plea deal for SNC could still be on the table, and the AG says he can change decisions if need be, and he's downplaying Jody Wilson-Raybould's testimony. You know, interference is perhaps the wrong word he said, but you would think after the explosive details and all the blowback of this scandal, you know, for them to ram through this and find that solution, it is it is a terrible, terrible look. I'll start with you on this, Mackay. Well, you know, you got to admit, no one envies this guy. I can't imagine a harder job in Canadian politics right now coming up and trying, coming in and trying to clean up this mess. And he's a Montreal MP. So here he is on one hand saying, well, he was aware of the file, but didn't know it in depth and, and wasn't, wasn't aware of the nuance of it. And yet at the same time, he's trying to pick up the pieces and, and uh, put it back together. So it's, it's, he's kind of damned if he does, damned if he doesn't, regardless of what he says on this issue. However, I think what it's come down to for Canadians now is that there is no doubt that uh, based on Jody Wilson-Raybould's testimony this week, that the Prime Minister's office engaged or maybe interfered in some way in the decision-making process. And I think what the referendum will be on October 19th will be, are you okay with that? It's it's not did it happen or didn't. It's, It's, is it worth the Prime Minister bigfooting the Attorney General and every other uh, sort of, you know, democracy in, in, its, in its shape and form in order to save jobs and protect an element of the Canadian economy. Yeah, you're assuming he's making it to October 19th. I mean, the, the story is just, it's, 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 I don't think this is going to stop dribbling out. But, you know, I'm not as sympathetic to Mr. Lametti, uh, Jason, because, you know, he said from the get-go that, uh, you know, he downplayed this thing. He said, oh, I'll look at a deal. But, but frankly, it looks like she was fired because... You know, she wouldn't break the law, and the new guy. Well, he he's all for it, I guess. Amen. I, I, listen, maybe I've watched too many episodes of House of Cards. <laughs> I, I mean that in all sincerity, Alex. Like, it, yeah, this the, why do you have a blue rule of, wall, of law anymore? Because it really means nothing. And I just feel like I know this is a throwaway line, but like, good lord, the the country of Spain's economy has grown 
and they haven't had a functioning government for months and months. What the hell do we have? Like, I really don't know why we have government. Kretchen in 93 said, jab, jab, jab. Like, I, like is that, I, I just, of course this is what politicians are about. Of course it's about keeping in. Mackay said it perfectly. You're talking about a Montreal MP here. How does he say anything but this and get reelected? I don't, but but again, I'm sorry. You're, it's it's yeah. not supposed to be like that. I mean, this, I it's supposed, supposed to be, to be like what Jody Wilson-Raybould does. Right, but we've got to, and I mean, this is going to steer the conversation. Maybe Like, I'm sick and tired of re-election for any politicians. Yeah. My solution is, give, you have to run for a seven-year term and you're done. Because re-election is what ruins democracy, I think. But I know that steers the conversation elsewhere, so... Yeah, I mean, look, the stink factor on this thing is, is so, so bad. And I guess we'll wait for Jerry uh, Butts. Wednesday is going to be all eyes on what Jerry Butts says, because that is going to determine how much worse this gets or if they can blunt this thing. I don't think they can blunt this thing. I just think there's going to be. I, I don't. I think I think you're right, Alex. Yeah. I think there's no. And, and it'll be interesting. So the, the, Gary, Jerry Butts is, is one of the most skilled orators and knows knows the PMO inside and out. And everything he says is going to be uh, with the intention of saving that government. And and I, I don't know if there's much he can do to do that. No, because either way, it's going to be they said against she said. And right now, Canadians are watching her and she's very, very credible. She's a very credible. And by the way, we know that they don't like to take notes in the PMO's office. So I hope they produce the same kind of notes that she did, because it'll be very telling to see how prepared they are. OK, I'll move on. <laughs> I'm like, sure. All right. I thought they'll jump in. That was my fault. Um, Stats Canada. Um, I surprised a little bit about this, but they, they gave the bud, the spending on cannabis. It's a big, big spending budget. It's $5.9 billion. That's what we've got as far as sales so far. But it's the black market that is taking up a big chunk. $4.7 billion of that is the black market earning. And so I thought this was about, Jay, I thought this was about keeping it out of the hands of the kids and keeping it out of the black market. Alex, I'm sorry. I missed a good chunk of what you said there. I'll, I'll pick it up because yeah, okay. I've been reading a lot about this today, Alex, and, and I, I was surprised the numbers were so high. Though I, mm. I'm not surprised that only four months or five months after the legalization of cannabis in this country, that people have not changed their purchasing habits. And think about the rollout just here in Ontario mm. alone, where a bulk of the sales take place, obviously, given our population. Uh, there was there was six-week backlogs of people who were trying to buy their cannabis legally when, when um, the legislation came into effect in October and, and couldn't do so. So, of course, people are, it takes a while to change purchasing habits, as we know. That's, uh, you know, uh, marketing rule number one. And, um, and when people have been buying their weed from their neighbor or the kid on the street or whomever it is for, uh, for years, it's going to take a while before you're willing to trust a new provider to uh, offer you that service that you probably so rely on. Well, and not to mention, if it's got to be consistent because, Jay, the black market will just continue to thrive because they're going to continue to get better and better at what they do, uh, keeping up and trying to compete with, with the private market. Uh, but again, they've got to get their act together in the private market. Yeah, there's, I mean, there is no doubt about it. Uh, I, I suppose if the product, though, continues to outpace what's available online through the government stores, this, and I don't, I mean, I, I just say this to declare that I don't actually consume a whole lot of pot products if ever. Friends who do, though, still say that, I mean, they still prefer the product from their quote-unquote old dealers <laughs> than what they can get online. Yeah. And they really aren't getting online yet what they want to get from their dealers. So not at all. And the real, the real test will be later this year when the government finally announces the, uh, 
changes to the rules about acquiring things like edibles, which I think, yeah. right. you know, smoking pot is, is, is very 1970. Mm-hmm. It's now about consuming it in, in a multitude of other forms. Gummies, probably yeah. most pronounced. And until that becomes something that's easy to access and legal to access, I think people are going to continue to go to... Uh, the alternative sources. Yeah, and I think that's April uh, that uh, the edibles are hitting the market. Well, um, especially in the, uh, if the potency isn't there and you have to eat too many of the gut, like, I mean, yes, the product has to be what people want. Shocking. Yeah. Well, it also has to be priced properly. And right yep. now it's too expensive and it's too hard to get. So, you know, everyone's yep. going to go to gym in the parking lot to, to get their, their stash. Um, and meanwhile, uh, we learn on the same day that pot is doing wonderfully in the black market. The Liberal government has moved on its plans to uh, grant fast free pardons for Canadians who are convicted of pot possession before the drug was legalized. Here is the Minister of Border Security and Organized Crime, Bill Blair. The previous law with respect to simple possession of cannabis was out of step with the current reality as well as the views of the overwhelming majority of Canadians. And for people who had been previously convicted of simple possession with cannabis, as you've heard from Minister Goodall, we're living with the criminal record for a relatively minor offense, which had a long-term wide-ranging consequences for for their lives, for their opportunities, and for their aspirations. Right. So it begs the question, um, Makai, like, why didn't they expunge records? Because I think a lot of people are saying, this doesn't go far enough. I'm still going to get caught if I try to go to the border. Yeah, I think there's a, a long way to go. And I think they probably had to find a happy medium between people who were uh, a little bit probably more on the conservative side when it comes to law enforcement. But this is something that that is, is long overdue. I think that um, there are people in this country who have a, a, a record from when they were in their youth and now can't get across the border or can't get a nexus card or can't. You know, I, I heard one example in the press conference today about people who want to take foster care control over children in their in their lives if, if they're trying to take over. You know, take custody of yeah. a, a sibling's child, and and that's prevented because of a, a minor charge like this. So this is a, a good step in the right direction. It's probably not a big enough step. Oh, I don't know about that, Jay, because the oh. amount the amounts they're talking is like an ounce. So if you've been I like bust, that's a lot of pot. If you've been bounced a, 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 like hit with a, a charge for an ounce of pot, that's not exactly like a. That's Alex, a but I hope we look back. Like I really mean this when I say this. We look back at this era in our life. I know that south of the border. It's worse. But we look back at this part of our era and go, what were we doing when we were throwing people in any sort of con- like confinement for having a plant? Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's a plant. And I'm so sick. The, the opioid crisis is devastating and caused by rich pharma and doctors being irresponsible. They still aren't in prison yeah. for what they've done. To all- and we're throwing people in. I don't care if you have an ounce. I don't care if you have a pound of pot. <laughs> it's a plant. And honestly, has incredible healing effects for people. Guys, like, it's an embarrassment how we've treated people for smoking pot. And the opioid crisis still is running. Like, it's just, it makes me want to actually just hurl yeah. the way that we've treated the two. So well, I, yeah, I look, know, legalizing like, pot's a lot easier than stamping out the black market and the opiate crisis. I mean, yeah, they, they, but, I mean, yeah, you say an ounce and that's a lot of pot. Who cares? Mm. Like, that's, I guess, my retort. So, mm. I don't know. Okay. Uh, well, I, I guess you got garbage bags full of it there. Uh. Well, I told you, I never <laughs> smoked it. Maybe I should start. <laughs> there you go. All right, guys, that'll do it for uh, for this. I thank you for uh, joining me on Friday, Gold Star, to both of you and Makai. We'll see your team, Global News, Farah uh, Nasser, as well as uh, Alan Carter, 6 o'clock here on Monday. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Alex. Thank you. And thank you, Jason Chapman. I'll see you on Monday, too. Mon pleasure. Thanks, friend. <laughs> on point on Global News Radio.